Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. You play the doctor, the nurse, the teacher, the counselor. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash solomoms. That's audibletrial.com slash solomoms. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My guest today is Alicia Hill. Despite many life challenges, Alicia finds room in her heart and home for dogs that need to be rescued from various situations. Listen now to Alicia's story. Thank you. I hope I pronounced your first name correctly, Alicia. You did. Perfectly. Okay, good. And we're just going to talk for a while about her life as a solo mom. Thank you, um, Alicia. So my Thank first you for having me. <laughs> sure, you're welcome. My first question is, tell me, how did you become a solo mom? Well, I have to be honest with you. I had been married twice before and could not get pregnant in those marriages. And I briefly dated a man for three months and found myself pregnant. And I did stay with him until my daughter was two, trying to make it work. But he was a severe alcoholic, drug addict, and every dime we saved for bills, 
I kept finding the power shut off or the cable shut off or mm. I had a million calls for bills and I had never lived my life like that. I'd always paid my bills first and then worried about fun later. And so when she turned to, she was in the hospital for four days with MRSA and I got home and the power had been shut off. And I called my father and I explained to him what was going on. And he said, I'm coming to get you. Pack your stuff. Let's go. So that's how that started being single with her alone. Mm-hmm. And she was too. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what has been your biggest challenge, you know, beyond the breakup and having to escape? What has been your biggest challenge and how did you navigate that challenge? I've had several challenges. Um, I knew that my daughter was different. I didn't know how different. My daughter had tantrums that would be extremely violent towards Mm -hmm. me. She would pull my hair. She would bite me. She would bite me on through my jeans. She would punch me. She'd kick me. Family members even weren't sure what was going on with her. Mm. Um, Only just as of last year did we realize and get her diagnosed properly that she was high-functioning autistic with sensory processing disorder. And I sought other means before her diagnosis and found that CBD oil would calm her and allow her to think through her thought processes and let her not have that rapid-fire response in her brain to where she could actually function and understand what set her off and understand why the way she was treating me or responding wasn't proper. I think that was the hardest part. Mm. And during that time, I had lost, my grandfather, who was like a father to me, I had lost my sister. I had lost my dog, who had been my companion for 13 years and had raised my daughter. So all of it all kind of compounded on top of each other. But when it finally came together, it came together in an amazing way. And it was hard to go through all of that loss. But now everything is so much better as a result of so much better. So, um, can you explain, I'm sorry, can you explain what, how you overcame the challenge? Um, I think for me, it was seeking help. I had my own issues going on at the time. I had been in two back-to-back car accidents. I had been sexually assaulted, which I'm in the middle of a trial for that as well. Um, I had to seek my own help and I saw a therapist and got on Lexapro, which not everybody likes to take medication and I'm not a big medication person and I really didn't want to do that. But, um, it took, it took me realizing that I, I couldn't do it by myself, that I really did need help and speaking to somebody and allowing myself to be vulnerable for that few minutes when I was in therapy several times a week, you have to 
realize that as strong as you are as a mom and as much as you want to do as much for your children as you possibly can, that you, you're not, you're not a super person as much as you want to be the super person, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to sometimes allow yourself that moment, that time to say, I need this time for me. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to somebody. I need to do this. And it's got to be for you. I was grateful because at the time, well, still is my dad is a huge support system for me. My family is. And so when I was going to therapies and talking to my counselor, my dad would stay with my daughter and allow me to be able to do that for myself. And it was hard because I didn't think I could, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could talk to somebody and, and, and let somebody see that side of me. And then when I did, I felt so much better as a result of. Yes. Well, well, we are, quote-unquote, supposed to do it all, right? Because, well, we're single moms and we can do everything on our own. But the truth is that we all need to seek help because it's wi- and it's wise to do so. So kudos exactly. to you for that. And I run a $5 million company and I am the admin director. I'm the HR person. I take care of my boss's personal bills, the business bills, you name it. So to... to to admit that weakness was very difficult for me, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I did. Yes. Really yes. glad I did. Okay. Thank you. So my next question would be, um, what dreams or desire do you have for your life? Uh, both personally and for your family, you know, your child. Um, can you share that with us? Well, I can be honest with you. My first dream I had was to buy a home, and I did that. I did that in May. I okay. bought a home. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, I've got a nice, big, huge backyard, and I was a vet tech for 14 years before I became an admin director, so I have a huge affinity for animals. I now have two rescues in addition to my Piper, who's 11. Um, Yeah, I get to work in my yard. I plant plants. I enjoy life way more than I used to. The one thing I think I'd love for my daughter is for me to meet a nice person and have them be contributing factor. I don't necessarily need a man to make it better it just would be nice to share my life with somebody and have them love my daughter as much as I love my daughter right yeah that's nothing unusual about that (laughs) yeah it it took a lot to be where I am today a lot I lived in low-income housing for the last five years Um, I lived in an apartment for the last five years on the third floor with no elevator and no help and it wasn't easy. Mm-mm. It was not easy. Yeah. And I was extremely proud to buy this home. And I come from a small town where my family is here, and I have worked for many municipalities in the same town. And when I had my housewarming slash birthday party a couple of weeks ago, I was extremely lucky that I had made the relationships that I have through the years. And I had over 100 people here. 
the former chaplain to the sheriff's department, the local sheriff's department, who has since retired, came and he brought his PA system and he did a huge blessing for my home. And it was amazing. Honestly, it was amazing. I cried. My father cried. My grandmother, who's turning 87 this week, cried. It was everything finally is just coming together. And it's a good it's a really good feeling. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's important to recognize, you know, our blessings and, you know, show the gratitude. So, good. good I have stuff. huge gratitude for everybody that's brought me to where I am. Yes. Um, like the chaplain said, you know, some people were an intricate part of allowing me to get where I am today. And some of them were just cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And some of them were just in the background. Yes. But they're important, too. Because they helped me realize who I was and that I was worthy of this. And it was amazing feeling to hear that, to acknowledge that, and to accept it. Because let's face it, as a single mom, you don't always feel worthy or acceptance of a lot of things. You think you've got to be (laughs) everything to everybody. So that day was just so special in my heart. Because it was so nice to hear all these people have so many nice things to say about me. Oh, that's that's good. That's very nice. It's very nice. Yes. Okay. Um, if you could change one thing about your life now, what would that be? I would have been smarter with money when I was younger. Much smarter with money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, money everybody kind of takes for granted in the moment. And, you know... I bought my house on less than $10,000 and I've had, I, when my mother passed away 19 years ago, I bought a business and I bought a home. And then I had another opportunity where I had been hit by a drunk driver in 2004 and I was given an ample amount of money. And, um, my first divorce, I was given even more money and, but I was young, I was 29 and, I blew it. I blew all that money and Mm. where I could be today versus where I should be. (laughs) You know, I I want people to just not take, you know, you can do so much with money if you do it the right way, the right way. And you can build an amazing life on such a small amount of cash don't waste it. If you get handed any amount of cash, I don't care if it's $500. I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. I don't care if it's $20,000. There's so much you can do positively in your life with that amount of cash and better your life as a result of it. You know, don't take for granted. Don't live beyond your means. I've learned that. Do not live beyond your means. Do not have a ton of, outstanding credit card debt don't do that to yourself you have a credit card so that what you spend you can pay off and build your credit in order to better your life but do not live beyond your means do not yeah and i am now 44 years old i it took a lot for me to learn where i am if anybody can learn from me please learn don't live beyond your means (laughs) Please. We can all you know, learn. <laughs> do for your babies. Do what you can. You know, beg, borrow, steal, whatever you have to from friends and whatever, but always pay back your debt. Right. And you, I promise you, if you pay back your debt, 
people will be more willing to help you in the future. I learned that too. You know, be a good person, represent yourself the way you're supposed to. I give back. Now I don't give back money necessarily. I give my time. I, I volunteer for everything I possibly can. I give back to the homeless. I collect, I collect clothing. I collect food. I collect whatever I can. I, I volunteer at every jamboree, every function, every, everything I can, but that's not, that's not giving anything other than my time. I don't have the money to give, but I do have of myself to give, and it feels good to do so. Right. You're making a contribution. Exactly. Yes. Because other people have been contributional to me, so why wouldn't I feel the same way towards them? Yes, yes, definitely. Can you share what your biggest struggle is right now? Uh, What are you struggling with as we speak? Going through a custody case with him. I am 44. He is 53. He did not start his criminal career until he was 50. He has not seen her or spent time with her in years. He keeps getting evicted. He keeps getting arrested. He keeps that are not good for him, and he doesn't want to hear it from me, of course. So right now we're going through this custody case, and we have a parent coordinator that we have to see, spend a lot of money on through the court. And he kept saying to me that I had Munchausen syndrome, that there's nothing wrong with our daughter. And the parent coordinator said to him, they do not hand out these diagnoses of what your daughter has unless they actually have them. It's not something you just go sign up for like popcorn at a movie and they say, okay, yeah, your daughter's high-functioning autistic with sensory processing disorder. And he says, well, I haven't seen it in her. I said, you also haven't seen her in seven months. So we've been going through all of that together. And then this week was our last case management in front of the judge. And in two months we go and we go for trial. And the judge said, let me explain something to you. And he was talking to my ex. And he said, you have proven that you cannot hold a job. You cannot hold a roof over your head. You do not have a driver's license. You do not contribute to child support. You don't help in any way, shape, or form. So this is how this is going to go. He said, it is the sole discretion of mom if she wants you to have any kind of visitation or time-sharing. If the car that that she's being picked up in, she doesn't feel as safe. If the home she's going to, she doesn't feel as safe. If, for whatever reason, she thinks she might be drinking, then no, you don't get to see your daughter. And my ex said to the judge, yeah, that's fine for now. And the judge says, I don't think you seem to understand. (laughs) This is the way it's going to be forever. Forever. I felt like I had won the lottery. I had been fighting with this man for the last six years and explaining to him. Now, I, because of my background, because I used to work for the sheriff's department, I am very good at research and knowledge. 
And I know when he's being evicted, it's all public information as long as you know where to look. So I had been saying to the judge that I know he recently got an inheritance. And my ex says, that's not relevant to this case. I said, no, it is. And let me finish my statement. I said, judge, the reason I bring that up, it's not even for child support. I'm not even bitter about the child support. I said, he keeps saying to you that he doesn't have the money to help himself to get himself in a better situation. I said, this man just inherited $20,000 and it's gone. I said, he could have gotten his driver's license back. He could have fixed the insurance on his truck. He could have done so much with that money. And instead he blew all of it. I don't know what on, but it's gone. So I'm just, asking you to take that into consideration and the judge did because he didn't deny the fact that he got the money not for one second he's not that smart he said it's not relevant to this case no it is so right now i happen to be in the middle of actually interacting with him to the point where it makes me uncomfortable but i'm forced to do so I'm forced to do so because of the court system. And once that judgment comes down and the judge lays that gravel down and everything's on paper, everything's going to change. I don't have to play nice anymore. I don't have to tolerate you but dialing me at night and telling me about you and your girlfriend fighting and that you're not going home or whatever the case may be. I don't want to hear from you unless it pertains to my daughter. I don't want to know that you and your girlfriend are fighting and that she's been drinking all day and you know, you can't go home. And why would you call me and say that? Because I don't care. It's not like I'm going to invite you to my home. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, well, I'm sorry you have to go through that. Um, it's, never, it's necessary evil. It's never easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's never easy because... You know, there's this fine line between when you're at this stage between love and hate. I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but it, it really isn't. It's just life. So, it is. yeah, it is just life. So hopefully, you know, you guys can come to uh, the best conclusion for your daughter. Uh, that's my wish that's for you. Yes, that's my hope. Too. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so my next question was going to be to ask you, what are you struggling with right now? Would you say that was it? I would say that's a lot of it. I mean, I still struggle with depression. Hmm. I mean, my sister was my baby sister and I lost her. She was murdered. Um, I have nieces and nephews that don't speak to me that I have no contact with. Mm. It's just me and my dad now. And, uh, that's hard. I mean, we have a huge family, not get me wrong. I mean, the extended of it, we have over 150 people between two counties. I mean, we have a huge family. I have support. It's not like I'm sitting here by myself and, you know, but, it was difficult because the man that my sister decided to marry and have three more children with was extremely controlling and took her as far away as he could get her. And she died in Oregon and I fought 
with the state's attorney's office and the district attorney's office and you name it. She had a weird green substance in her stomach. They wouldn't test the substance. It was very, very difficult. He took the flowers off or the cards off all the flowers at her funeral for children, her two children that were in Florida, they were not allowed to have part of her remains, which she was cremated. Of course, he had her cremated right away. So, you know, those, that's something I struggle with still. Yeah. It's weighs heavy on me. Right. But other than that, I'd say me personally, I'm, I, I feel much better about my life and what I'm doing, and I try to help as many people as I can and, you know, with my knowledge of vet experience and my knowledge of my job now, and it, it, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. And I feel really good about the person I am now. Okay. Um, it's just you, everybody has those closets that they don't want to open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If that makes any sense. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't, we don't want to open those dark closets because they're not so much fun anymore after a while. <laughs> right, right. No more hide and seek. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um, share your biggest success. My biggest success since I became a mom or since just ever? Um, I'd say share, share what comes to mind. I would think my biggest success is my job and the people that I am blessed to work with. I landed an amazing job and they are like family and they've treated me like family since the moment I walked through the door. I was really lucky to get the job I have. Mm -hmm. They've treated my daughter like family. If my daughter is sick and I'm not, then she comes to work with me and she's got her own little space and her own little desk. As a single mom working, we all know how difficult it is when our children get sick and we miss pay and we miss everything that goes with that. Yes. I managed to find this job Accidentally, of course, um, and it, I couldn't. I couldn't have done better for myself. My boss's daughter was working in the kennel at the vet clinic where I was at. I had turned forty. I had decided that my reflexes were no longer as quick as they used to be when I was younger, and I kept getting injured at work. Mm-hmm. Bit, black eye, you name it. And I had decided that. I was going to change careers. And I had, with previous husbands, owned my own companies, and I had, I had a lot of experience. I was in, you know, growing up, you never know what you want to be. Right. And I, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was coming out of high school. So I had been an insurance agent. I had worked for the sheriff's department. I had done pest control. I mean, you name it, I had done it. <laughs> I was very smart with computers. I actually used to teach, when the Internet first came out, I used to teach older people how mm-hmm. to get onto their stocks <laughs> and trade stock. I mean, you name it, I could do it. Yeah. So I find this job, and I found that everything I'd ever done in my life led to this job. Yeah. My bosses were rescue people for animals. 
they, you know, of course they had QuickBooks, which I had worked with, with my first husband when I owned my own company, everything I had done led to this job. Hmm. And as I grew with the company, they grew with me and the more money I made, which allowed me to buy the house and to do for my daughter. And, you know, today I had to go into work for three hours and we were working on something that was, you know, just something that we had to get caught up on me and and another salesman. But my daughter was there and my bosses were there. And what does my boss do? She takes her outside and lets her paint and do whatever she wanted to do. I mean, it's a family. And I'm so grateful for this job and the people that have come into my life. Yeah. My work family is my family as well, and I treat them as such. Yes. Yes, that, that's, uh, that's a great um, foundation, great resource to have when you, you know, when you're alone raising your children or your child. So, yes, that's, that's a blessing. Even when she got life, they did not turn her away. Like, you stay on your side of the, the room and we'll just pray when you leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, they don't ever say, don't come into work. And I think in the four years that I've been there, I've missed four days of work. Four. Mm. Three of them I was in the hospital, and one of them was just recently when I had a stomach bug and I just couldn't go in. Right. Wow. <laughs> Other than that, I've never missed a day of work. I've been there, unless it was a scheduled course like vacation day. But other than that, I've never missed work. I've never called out and it's the first time in my adult life I mean let's face it we've all had jobs we hate mm-hmm. and we want to call in because we just don't want to be there we we don't even want to be there we don't even want to look at the people we're working with <laughs> so we just call out we know we need the money but it's like ah, I'm not doing this today right. I have never done that at this job oh, never good. yeah that's good I was really lucky you know, I'm, I'm lucky that you agreed to speak with me, Alicia. And um, you, you have a very interesting story. And as a solo mom, I can, you know, I can recognize how difficult life can be, um, specifically for us. Uh, what one piece of advice would you give to a solo mom struggling, or even if they're just not? you know, feeling well today? Like what one piece of advice could you give? I would say never give up. There's always a reason to look ahead. Hmm. There's always, always a reason to look ahead. Whether, I mean, I am friends with and I'm on many pages and I understand the struggles that many people go through as I did myself. Uh I mean, I went through depression. I went through horrible depression. I didn't shower for months. My child was taken care of. Food was still on the table for her. I may not have eaten, but that was what I needed to do to get through what I needed to get through. Mm -hmm. Never give up and find the resources you need. If you can't afford professional help, there are plenty plenty of places and I'm talking I have been blown away by some of the pages I found on Facebook mm-hmm. that are so helpful the resources the groups the you know even in my own town I have a lady that 
helps with sexual abuse. It's I can't remember the name of her group, but her name is Mindy, and she's phenomenal. She helps with domestic violence. She helps with sexual assault. She helps with rape. She helps with everything, and she doesn't sugarcoat anything, uh-huh. nothing. If you need help, there are places. Uh-huh. Don't sit and dwell. That's all I can say. Don't sit and dwell. Don't be stuck in that position because if you are, it's because you want to be. Mm-hmm. There are so many resources and there's so many people that are willing to help you. So many. I mean, we have pages that are the free blessings pages and people ask for all kinds of stuff. I mean, things that I would never even think to have known. And I just learned about this page. Help with the rent. Help with school clothes, help with school supplies, and people do want, people inherently, I think, are good, and they want to help. Yes. But you have to know where and how to ask for that type of service. Right. So don't just sit back and think, I'm by myself, I can't do this, I'm never going to get ahead. No, you will. You will. Find the right people. Stay in the light. Stay in the positive. If you focus on negative, everything's always going to be negative. Yes. If you want better, do better. I learned that a long time ago. If you want better, do better. Yes. Um, can Just you- because you can't hand out money and you can't help out the people you see asking for things does not mean that maybe... Your daughter or your kid or whoever outgrew something that somebody else needs, and they're asking from the bottom of their heart, please help me. You know what? I have some stuff. Let me give it to you because I can't use this anymore, and I'd rather give it to somebody than make a couple bucks off of it because I know they're going to appreciate it a whole lot more than somebody who bought it. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you repeat that Facebook group again? Um, Maybe somebody would appreciate it. There's a few Facebook groups. The ones that are local to me, they usually end with free blessings. Okay. Free blessings. And for the people, free blessings. Okay. And the people who need help, and usually it's based on the region. It says, you know, for me, for instance, I'm in the Treasure Coast of Florida, so it's just Treasure Coast Free Blessings. Okay. But it's a it, you look for resources and different things. And if you're afraid to ask, go to a mom's group. Everybody's in a mom's group. I don't yeah. care if you say you're not, you are, and you're judging them and just the same as I am. But everybody knows somewhere, somewhere you can get the resources you need. Yes. You just have to ask. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you And don't for be that. afraid of judgment as a result of. Yes. Good advice. Um, thank you. I I really appreciate that um, you I really appreciate you for speaking from your heart and being vulnerable so we can share in and we can also share in your success. So we got to come on the journey. So I appreciate that, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now, I as much as I can share with people and, and allow other people to learn from my mistakes, of course, I would. Nobody ever wants to see anybody struggle. Yeah. And it's hard enough when you have people close to you that do, and you just, you want what's best for people. Right. Of course, everybody does. As I review this interview with Alicia, 
I'm reminded that as solo moms, we sometimes get down and depressed and we feel like life is hopeless. We sometimes feel like we're alone. But please remember, you're not alone. Life is not hopeless. There is help. Please seek help. Call someone, write to someone, email, yell, scream, whatever you need to do to get help. Please get help because help is available. Thank you. Those who tell their stories rule the world. Tell your story on an upcoming episode of Solar Moms Talk. You are one decision away from changing your life. If you think Alicia's story can help someone else, please share this episode with them. And please subscribe so you'll know when new episodes become available. Thank you. Hello, Solar Moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.